Hello, and welcome to the Recall Podcast. My name is Chris, and I enjoy MMOs, RPGs, just about anything RPG. I have them sitting here with my co-hosts, Leon and Rob, if you two want to introduce yourself. I'm Leon, your survival game expert, factory game expert, sort of. But just like Chris, all MMOs, all online games all the time. Yeah, I'm Rob. I'm in the same boat. I play MMOs mostly, and then I play some other online games, um, some shooters, but mostly MMOs. And here we're going to go ahead and cover just about anything online gaming in general. We're going to, this will be your uh, weekly recall of online gaming, hopefully. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is what we've been playing the past uh, little bit here. So Rob, why don't we start with you? What have you been playing lately? Yeah, I've been playing a ton of Final Fantasy when I can get in. Um, and in, in between, I, I've recently stopped playing New World, but up until this week I was playing New World, um, some Halo Infinite a little bit, and, and now I'm playing ESO again over the last couple nights. So um, just kind of all across the board playing different game, MMOs, looking for a game to grab me like WoW used to. Now, <laughs> yeah, what about you? I've been playing a lot of uh, League, Final Fantasy, whenever you can get in queues. That's the key here, getting in the queue. Um, but mostly League, other than that, just playing some single-player games, chilling out, waiting for a new MMO to come out. And I think I'm going to join Rob here in ESO this week. Yep, I'm going to as well. I actually just downloaded it last night and started playing and made a couple different characters. It's been it's interesting. I, uh, I haven't played ESO in a long time, but... That's definitely something we'll start talking about in the future weeks because we're going to get started with that. Um, also, I've been playing a lot of League with Leon and just some other stuff. I've been playing Final Fantasy when, you know, of course, when I feel like sitting in a queue or maybe later at night. I was playing New World, but kind of like Rob, I basically quit for now. So, which makes me sad. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, in general, let's uh, move forward and. Let's go ahead and discuss what is an MMO or what's an MMORPG, you know, in your opinion, what makes, you know, a game one or the other. Uh, Leon, let's start with you. Um, an MMORPG is basically what I think is something that has the RPG elements. You're either leveling, explore, you're in one world, you're not trying to travel into different, different games with the same character. Um, but an MMO is just anything online that people are playing together. You got league that people play together you got all the mobas dota it heroes of the storm uh, destiny all those first person games that you're playing by yourself but you can do dungeons together or you can jump into something together um the rpg is that is that big leveling element that you're in one consistent world you're crafting you're playing the game you're trying to survive in the game uh, the biggest MMORPGs I would say would be like WoW and your Final Fantasy. Uh, New World is probably the best example of MMORPG. It's just all leveling all the time, and you're just living in the world. Yeah, I think um, my opinion is similar, but, but a little bit different. I think the term MMO it can mean something different to a lot of people. To me, when I hear MMO or MMORPG, they're kind of synonymous. They mean the same thing. And the, the first thing that really stands out to me that's necessary is a persistent world, um, a place that, you know, we're all in together. So that's where games like League of Legends, I don't consider an MMO because you're only playing with five people. While lots of people are playing it, you're not playing with all of those people. 
like you can in an MMORPG like New World or Final Fantasy or ESO, because at any given moment, you're in a world with hundreds or thousands of people at the same time. Um, that's the biggest difference. But I understand, you know, the massively part, it just depends on how you apply that definition. If you call League of Legends an MMO, then I guess you have to call Call of Duty an MMO. I'm not sure you want to go down that that path. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's also, you know, on top of MMO and MMORPG, there's also just, you know, MO for, you know, multiplayer online, you know, stuff like that would be more like, you know, your League of Legends, your Call of Duties, which I think those are fitting into the same category because a ton of players play them and they're basically always online. So similar category, but slightly different, you know, but I consider those in the same bracket as well. There's def- also games, there's a, there's a gray area, right? there's games like Path of Exile where hundreds of people can be in that hub city a hub town, or maybe not dozens of people, but then you go out, you kind of play by yourself, or you go yeah. to some small group. And where does that yeah. fall? Like that's kind of an MMO, but it's also kind of not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those, like I said, multiplayer online games where the whole world, everyone's connected because everyone's in a, you know a chat or a company or a guild or whatever. You know, depending on whatever the game calls it. But you can all sit there and chat and still communicate, even if you're not playing together right then and there. You feel connected. Mm-hmm. And that's important, I think. That that's kind of my my whole uh, thing with multiplayer online games or MMOs or whatever is connectivity. Yeah, as long as we're all playing together, that's what matters. Yeah, as long as I can message you and be like, "Hey, let's go do something," and we can do it, whether it's a game of League, game of Call of Duty, which Call of Duty doesn't have it quite as you know like that, but anything where there's a a lobby where there's a a system where I can message you. And be like, hey, let's go play X, Y, or Z. Let's go do X, Y, or Z. Then that's pretty much the same thing, you know. Does does the like presence of something more permanent matter to you guys? Like, like for me, I'd love in MMORPGs that I can get a an item that will never go away. Like I own that for as long as I have an account. That's yeah, part of my character. You know what I mean. Yeah, I like that feature, but there I know that there's a lot of things like uh, Summoner's War. I know it's a mobile game, but they they always advertise as an MMORPG. Mm-hmm. And like most of the stuff is there. It has it's you're in like one world, you're not really playing with others except in dungeons or group content, but you don't really get items or anything per se. You just get your characters and you play with those. I mean, I guess they're sort of like items, they're summons. But it's not like an, a, a piece of gear that just can stay with you or a trinket that can stay with you. Yeah, while persistency matters, I don't know if it's the biggest deal. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like, also, like, you know, I think constant improvement of skill within the same thing matters to me a little bit. Something like League, where you're always on your same account, you're always seeing your stats go, you know, hopefully up. Like, things like that matter to me as well. Like, as long as I can see some sort of progression, I'm happy. So, depends. You, I, I'm not against it, but... How, how do you how do you guys feel about... This is a, genre, a type of game I've never really gotten into, but, uh, you know, like, Dark Souls has that kind of, like... The multiplayer is literally just other people could, like... I don't know, like, interact with your world, leave you a note... Or, or come in and, and just change something, or even Death Stranding, right? You like build a bridge that somebody else has access to, but you don't actually like, play with those people. Does that kind of game, even while it may not be an MMO, and it, so you guys are you interested in those kind of games? 
I mean, uh, I'm interested in them, but I don't think that they're really online games like people say they are. Like, right. yeah, you can interact with... That's like leaving a message in somebody's uh, DM box. Like, yay, we played together on two separate accounts. But there's no, like, oh, let's come to my world and let's party up and go do something together. Like, in League, you're like, hey, let's go play this game together. There is. You can invite people into your world in Dark Souls to kill a boss. I do think it's interesting, like, you know, Dark Souls and stuff like that is more asymmetrical. Yeah, I think it's more like a co-op game instead of a... Yeah, but, like, that's cool. I mean, it's kind of cool to, like, maybe, you know, something's around the corner that can kill you if you don't know the map for the first time. And maybe some good Samaritan puts a note down saying, oh, hey, you know, don't walk over here. Some dude's like, hey, walk in there and die, you know? So, I think that's kind of cool, but I don't think it's the same thing. I wish more traditional MMOs had that feature. I wish I could yeah. just put a note in game like, hey, this quest mob is actually around the corner, even though the map tells you he's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I don't disagree. Um, like I said, I think persistency matters, but it's not the most important thing, obviously. Do you so, think... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. You're good. I was my last thought was do you think persistency matters for the life like does that help a game last longer uh, you know oh, for that sure that 10 year that 10 year run if the game doesn't have that do you think it you know it can last that long yeah if you don't have a world to play in even league is they're big on creating a world to play in like they're fleshing out character lore and backstories and honestly if it didn't have some of that it's kind of like well we're just playing a competitive game then it's not really a game that I want to be, I, I like learning about the lore, and I, hey, this character and this character, you know, it's nice to have that persistent world, like if a character's created in the world, why? Not just, yeah. oh, that's the design for the week. You know, wow, why is this, why is this class coming out finally? Why did they introduce Death Knight? There's a reason for it, and it's in the world. And I think that persistent world matters to keep people attached to games. Yeah, I mean, MMOs are the only games that, even if I don't play it, you know, I don't always play everything. I usually play one or two games, and that's kind of, like, what I play. Um, besides, you know, playing some, like, MOBAs or some, you know, chill things, like, by myself. But those are the only kind of games that keep me playing for long periods of time, so I think that definitely matters. If we don't have anything else on this topic, we can move on to what our current top game of the week is, which would be Final Fantasy fourteen. The new patch hits January 4th, which the maintenance is actually January 3rd at 9 p.m. Pacific to 2 a.m. Pacific. It'll have the new Allegon Tombstones, the new Endgame Gear, new Savage Difficulty Raids, the treasure map dungeon called the Excitatron, and it's looking to be interesting. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. It just adds more to the game, more stuff for people to do. It's finally getting to that end game type stuff where you're trying to get to the end game gear and trying to flesh out your characters finally. I mean, I get that it's basically just savage modes and some of that, but a patch a month into a release is still pretty cool. Like, that's that's impressive. Yeah, and I mean, it's, te- it's technically their second second or maybe third patch. But the well, I mean, patch, like, yeah. oh, is it? Okay, I guess I haven't paid attention. It's, it's I like I like with Leon's, I like that it completes the loop, right? It kind of it kind of like the full end game will finally be in, you know. Yeah. After after a month, that's awesome. Like I said, not not being there, it's 
I I don't know this, but you know, I'm trying to catch up. So catch up. It's very it's very formulaic, right? This is what we expect. There'll probably be a couple surprises. Or there'll probably have some some class balancing, I'm sure, um, going into Savage. Savage rating does have a world first scene, so I'm interested to see that. But I don't think it's going to be streamed. I don't think they have that level of uh, of back, you know, commitment. Um, but it's definitely a thing. It takes some, you know, it takes like a day to clear it, half a day, 15 hours, something like that. I think usually to clear the first Savage raid, because like other games, the first tier is usually a little bit easier, right? Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It's interesting, too, because unlike other games, this stuff hasn't been seen or tested. We have the normal version in the game right now, but nobody yeah. knows what the what the Savage difficulty will bring, like what changes it'll have. So it's completely blind, which is awesome. I agree. There's also... Um, usually, I don't know if... There is usually a little bit more story that comes along with 6.05, but... The thing about Final Fantasy is we're only going to be another month or, or a month and a half from the next content patch. There'll be a more casual... 6.1 will come in with a little bit more casual lean to it. There'll be some crafting and gathering and updates to those systems, which will be cool. Yeah, it'll yeah. be nice. Yeah, for sure. I've also heard the uh, the key links are getting better. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not sitting in queue too much. I haven't been playing it as often like during the day when there's the bigger key spikes, but I heard that they are getting better. Well, it, they're down from 4,000 or 5,000 down to two and a half on peak. So, I mean, that's a huge difference. That's half the queue time. Yeah, I mean, that's on our server. I, I, I assume most servers are similar or maybe hope, you know, yeah, that they are. He's saying on forums and everywhere else is that the queue times are better. They're not great, but they're better. Yeah, mine are the same. I'm on a different server. Mine are about more than half less. I mean, I was at like 5,000 and now I'm seeing 2,000, 1,800. So, there's a, there's a large part of the community that just plays the game for the story and they're done so you know it's going to yeah. slowly taper off i mean it's that's nice weird. and then they fixed the 2002 error mostly so it's not like we can't leave it up now and walk away so it's nice to be able to hey i just got home log in get in queue go eat dinner come back and you're in game that was probably the most frustrating thing i've experienced in a while <laughs> like you can't trust the queue to keep you in that was that was horrible yeah, for sure. I mean, it, yeah, it was like it kind of sucked that I couldn't load it up and then tab out and go to something else. Kind of sit there and keep an eye on it just to make sure I didn't get disconnected. It's pretty frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, tell me, guys, why is Final Fantasy number one currently? Well, WoW died more <laughs> or less for that reason. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy, I think, was always like two or three. It was always hovering around the top, but WoW kind of kept that top spot with but with wow dying it really opened up for these games to fight for it um you know all the wow streamers came over to the next big thing which was final fantasy you know had the next big expansion coming out uh, i know a lot of people don't like asmongold and like all these other big huge wow streamers but they helped popular make the game more popular um i know when the streamers started to come over during the summer they had to stop sales for the game then because too many people just wanted to play and catch up and play with people. You know, influencers like that make a big deal into a game. And if the influencers are what is playing the game, kind of makes your game the top game. Yeah, I, I think 
this I think WoW or Final Fantasy's had the WoW refugee thing every time WoW has died, <laughs> which is you know, at some point in the last few expansions, WoW has died according to certain mem- members of the player base. Um, I think this time was different because of the Activision Blizzard drama over the summer, the the way you know the lawsuit and things that came out about that company, um, and also kind of like. The, the culmination of the constant frustration from the WoW player base. Um, I also, though, I think it depends on how you define number one. I actually, I'm not convinced that Final Fantasy has more players than WoW. We don't know that. It's hard to know that. Um, they're they're close. They have more players than they've ever had, which is awesome for for that game. I mean, I love the game, um, but it's definitely number one in like mind share. People talking about it, excitement, you know. And I think part of that is because it's so new for so many WoW players. It's, you know, I, I want to see if that will last because it's a different kind of game. It's not the, yeah. it's not like WoW where they're trying to keep you playing constantly. So I'm interested to see how the, the WoW player base reacts to that over time. I agree. Yeah. And just for the record, I, I, by number one or, you know, top, I don't, I don't mean maybe in player base or, you know, whatever, but like you said, it's definitely seems to be the most popular in terms of pop culture reference and people talking about it and just how active it is like that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you go ask any MMO player, Hey, what do you think the best MMO is right now? Nine out of Both 10 of probably say, say final fantasy 14. Yeah. You're not wrong. Or it's the biggest or the smallest, or it's the most interesting right now. And I guess it's that's funny. what name the best. It's funny, Leon, because you mentioned the content creators. And what's interesting to me is most of those content creators are not done leveling, right? They haven't finished the MSQ. Some of them have, and some of them skipped. There's, you know, different levels. Yeah. But a lot of the ones that I follow, even Asmongold, you know, the biggest of them, they're not done. They're not even to the next expansion or the, the latest expansion, Endwalker, right? Yeah. So that's interesting to me because the game has as a slow burn, which I know you know. <laughs> 120 hours in and yeah. second expansion. Yeah. So they're not even loving it for the end game, right? They're just loving the new the newness of it, which which is cool, but um I it's a good it thing and a bad thing all at the same time. Yeah. For sure. I mean Leon, I I know you've been leveling. I bought a skip. But what do you feel like? What, what do you feel like it's like starting the game relatively fresh? I mean, because you started from level one. Yeah, I like the starting. Like, there's certain parts of it that frustrated me, like the after expansion, like at the after the the base game or after the expansion's done. You have all that patch stuff where you're playing through the patch stuff, but you're not leveling. You're not really getting anything new. And I'm sure there's tons of stuff I haven't even unlocked because I'm just trying to blitz the MSQ which is the main story quest line. And it's like, wow, there's so much. Like, I think I have six six days of in-game time played, maybe it's close to seven now. And I'm through Heaven's Sword, which is the second expansion. I'm through most of the third expansion, but I have the second, I have all that patch stuff still to do. And I know that's going to take me another 20 or 30 hours just to play, which is nice to have that game time. Like, yeah. if I was coming in and not wanting to play, catch up to Rob or, Catch up and play. Hey, I want to play with you doing this. 
Yeah. I want to do the Savage Mode Pandemonium stuff that's coming out. I can't because I have to catch up. Which is nice to be able to play a game and experience all of it. But I'm like, should I bought a skip? I mean, I'm en- I enjoyed <laughs> the first two expansions. The base game and the expansion. I love the story. Maybe I just didn't get hooked by the third expansion. It happens. Well, second expansion means Stormblood. Yeah, Stormblood, the second expansion. Third part of the game. But like I said, the after storyline quest, like the after the expansion quest, the patch stuff. Yeah. That stuff kills me while playing through it. It's so long. It just doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere. You spend 30 or 40 hours of not leveling. I just wish there was a way to either skip it or like quicken it. There is a way to skip it. And it's with uh, Cold Heart Cash. That's what I did. <laughs> and I know that most of the community, like, I've talked to friends that have played Final Fantasy since launch. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've played since base Final Fantasy fourteen. I played Earl Reborn launch even. Like, I just haven't played since, like, the end of Earl Reborn. I've come back for Heaven's Sword and Stormblood, bought the expansions, intended to play, and then ended up quitting for one reason or another, depending on life or just another game or who knows. I don't really remember the exact reasons I can quit. But I bought a skip because I don't feel like sitting there wasting my time playing through the story. Uh, I I know the story. I know what happens. I know the you know big plot points. I don't need a. I don't need to sit there and play through it and relearn the story again. I you know in the past I remember I had watched a video about it. So when I was gonna buy the skip, I watched another video just to make sure I was caught up on the story. So that way I can get into Endwalker as soon as I'm ready. Mind you, I'm leveling my Gunbreaker. He's like 67 or 68 right now. So he's almost, he's getting there. But like, I, I'm i kind of glad that I don't have to go through the, the MSQ. Yeah, it would be something to like do and accomplish. But I do not enjoy the early part of the MSQ at all. So I don't know. I, I guess it depends on, you know, what you what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Because, like, if you want to play through it, totally can. But if you don't have the patience for it, like I don't, you can just skip it. Yeah, and I think that's a big bonus to the game has, is you can skip it if you really want to. But, like, all the streamers and everything, all these entertainers, having all of this content, seven yeah. or eight in-game days of playtime, <laughs> that's, you know, that's months of content creation that they get to do for free. Just in one game. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite person in the world, but like, Asmund's been streaming it for how long? And five months now. Yeah, he still isn't at and like the Endwalker stuff. Like, that's free content, mind you. He's clearly enjoying the game. You can tell the guy's enjoying the game. And I don't think Asmund's as bad of a person as a lot of people think. He's not my favorite entertainer by any regard, but he's not as bad of a person as a lot of people make him out to be. And I, I mean. He clearly is enjoying the game, so like, let him enjoy it. You know, he's getting to make content for it, and he's playing something he likes. Getting more, you know, more power to him. I think because um, I've kind of in, I didn't do either, but I've played the game with each expansion's launch, right? So I, I did all the story, but I didn't have to do it all at once. I don't think I ever could would do what Leon's trying to do. <laughs> um, I, what I think is interesting about Final Fantasy is that they make unless you pay for the skip. And make you do everything at almost the same pace as when it launched. And you don't really play the game. Right? Like in a lot of MMOs, the leveling is the tutorial. 
teaches you how to play your class and like you really yeah. learn about combat for most of leveling in final fantasy you're you're just watching cutscenes, reading dialogue you're not really playing the game for a large chunk of that time and i no. think that's unfortunate i agree because like you know don't get me wrong the one bad part about skipping like i said is i don't have like a goal to accomplish like i'm just doing dungeons or doing trials or whatever you know my daily roulettes but you know what i really enjoy the pve content within final fantasy so for me it's kind of perfect mm-hmm. but not for everybody you know most people some people would just want to have that quest to go through yeah like part of me wants to have the skip just to be able to go do crafting or go do something else but i feel like if i just don't do main score story it doesn't matter almost it's interesting it's worth noting too that there's multiple w- skips in Final yeah. Fantasy. You can skip just jobs and not the story. You can skip just the story and not jobs. Yeah. So they let you kind of pick and choose, which is cool. Um, but that first, the most important thing, you cannot play the game until you finish the MSQ, whether you pay for it or not. Like you just, that unlocks, everything gets unlocked through that process. Yeah. Oh. And, even then, like the story skip just skipped me up to where N Walker is starting, but it also didn't get it didn't clear everything. Like there's a lot of raids I can go back and unlock, and this and that I can go back and unlock. But you know what? That's something where like we kind of talked about later on after we you know because our plan is to eventually raid and do savage raiding and stuff like that. So once we clear the new content and we're done with savage, and we're like, okay, do we want to keep playing this, or do you want to take a break until the next patch? You know, next raid, whatever. We can go back and do those other raids at the, you know, what is it, the min or max or whatever I level and yeah. go do those. I can go unlock those, which would be a journey on itself. But then we can do the raid. Like, that's a ton of content that I can go back and do. And that's interesting that I can go back and do it at level. Yeah, they cap everything at level. So it's still hard enough to do when you're doing it. Well, you can play it uncapped. You can play it with like your current level 90 or whatever. Yeah, but, but you can also play it back like when it was released, and that's really interesting that they put an eye level cap on it. If there is, because like, kind of think about it, you talk about something like, wow, the old raids are kind of pointless other than transmog or mounts or something like that. You know, there's no one doing those besides those reasons. So that's really interesting that you can go back and do that content, and people still want to do that content. Oh yeah, it's it's very popular part of the game for some of this. There are cosmetics that people go for, but also just for the challenge. Like you could literally just like you said, go experience what trials and raids were like at the in a realm reborn yep. ten years ago, right? Like that's that's, that's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. And I think that Square Enix is the only company that thought about like their whole game is relevant. It's not just the current end game or current expansion. All of their dungeons are relevant for the most part, all of their trials and raids are for the most part if you do the relets and all that. That's really interesting. That's like a really interesting philosophy on game design. And their systems are, are all tied together yep. with that in mind. And I also <laughs> love that even with their storytelling, they don't shy away from using the whole world. In WoW, it surprises me when I'm in an expansion and I have to go back to the old place. Like that stands out to me. In Final Fantasy, sure, they have plenty of new stuff, but you're often going back to old stuff and it's just part of it. Like you just have to. It doesn't surprise you. It's just part of yeah. part of the experience. Off cough the end of Legion when you go back to this list and you're like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> 
or in WoW, oh. and it's like, oh, why am I in this Burning Crusade zone? Never yeah. ha- have you said at the beginning of a new expansion. Right. It's really interesting. So that's a that's a really interesting, you know, part of Final Fantasy to me is the fact that the whole game kind of exists as a whole continuously and nothing's really out of date or nothing like like I said, even if I want to go back into those old raids, I don't feel like it's out of date to go do those. In a way, I guess, because I really do enjoy like the newest content. The new like whenever I'm playing a game, I want to get to the newest stuff. But you know, like I'm also down to go back and do the old con- content if I can do it, or you know, we set the rules of hey, we're gonna get to that gear score and then do it. You know, like in WoW, we gotta make new characters. And be like hey, we're gonna you know get get to you know originally before the level squished down, say we're gonna get sixty and then do vanilla gearing and then do vanilla raids. You know, like we can do that, sure. But I like that. That's a thing. Like that's really interesting. I like the fact that I can go back and do that old content, and it still matters in a degree, like in a way. You know. Yeah, it's great. And I, that, I, mean, I, I can't wait till you guys catch up and experience the end, the current end game as well. I think that's going to be great. Uh, I think a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that if when you're leveling, if you have to do that old content, that you're not sitting there for hours upon hours waiting for a group to do it because of the way they built the game. It's like, yeah. oh. You're just getting thrown with other people to go do it then, and they, they have to go do it for their daily roulettes or to progress through their end game. They need to help you do your early game, which is a really nice, hey, you know, it's not like WoW or some of the other games that, oh, you're, you want to do this old dungeon that you have to do for this quest? Well, you're not going to do it because there's no queue for it. Yeah. I mean, me and Rob go do, like, when I log in and, like, Rob's on and he has another roulette. We go do a burlesque together because I need to do them anyway. So he'll level another job and like we can play the same content together. You know, doesn't matter. Same it's character, great. which is yeah. great. You know, great. so shared currency. Yeah, it just makes it relevant. Yeah, you can you can be ready in two seconds. Not let me log out, swap my character. You know, no, it's like all right, let's just go. And it's all it all you know matters. So it's fantastic. I think uh, I think Final Fantasy is a really great spot to continue to or. Even if they're not, you know, having dominance currently, they definitely can have dominance. And let's see what, you know, happens this next year. The other one thing I want to mention is the uh, 2002 error is mostly cleared up. Not entirely. People have some problems with it. The best way to, you know, avoid it would be, you know, when you're in queue, watch it. That way, if you get dropped, you can lock back in as fast as you can to not lose your spot. You get about 90 seconds or so. Um, do you guys have any tips or anything like that? Not play wirelessly. <laughs> yeah, that's what the developers. Is, that's what I was going to say too. They they've said Wi-Fi is a higher risk of it. Um, yeah, that's only yeah. Cool. Well then, hopefully, uh, when you guys are logging into Final Fantasy, you won't have as many issues as you know we've been having, and hopefully the uh, game continues to improve, and maybe it can go back on sale pretty soon, right? Yeah, we didn't even mention that. You can't even buy it right now. <laughs> well, Actually, they're talking about putting it back on sale soon as well. If they said, I think, two weeks or so. That'd be great. So, uh, yeah, that's our that's our little uh, discussion on Final Fantasy XIV. Like we said, we think it's our top game currently. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely think you should. It's a game that's definitely worth your time. Other than that, let's, uh, let's move forward to our uh, recommended games for this week. I know as a group, 
we're currently recommending Arena of Kings, which is on Steam. It's a 3v3 kind of World of Warcraft arena sort of thing. Do you guys have a better way to describe it than that? What's no, I think that? that's I think that's perfect. It's it's WoW Arena without WoW. <laughs> yeah. Without the rest of the game, yeah. And it's yeah. free. It's free, yeah. It's it's very simple. It's like Diablo, like old school Diablo two style graphics almost. Um, you do level up and you do like earn gear to like better your character and better your stats, but you earn it all through doing arenas and you earn MMR and you know there's new skills you can unlock or you can make like twenty bucks at least to like unlock all the skills at once. There's all these different classes which basically have different names, but they're all essentially a WoW archetype. Like champion is like an arms warrior, you know, lich is a warlock. Things like that. Nihilus is a shadow priest. You know, that's really interesting. Um, it's a blast. We played it a couple, like what a week ago, and we logged in just meaning to try it because we had heard about it, and we sat there for like three or four hours just spamming games. So yeah, I think it was like four a.m. when we all yeah. logged off my time. So yeah, we played all night. Like it was ridiculous. We didn't mean to play that long, and just we just were like, oh, other games? No, and we're we're good. We're we're fine here. So I uh, I definitely think if you're into PvP, or maybe you like WoW Arenas, but you're sick of WoW or anything like that, give it a shot. I think it's going to be a big game. They have a Season 1 coming really soon. They're going to do a $1,000 prize pool tournament, and yeah, the game can definitely blow up off of that, especially like esports-wise. I think it's really interesting to watch, and it's really fun to play. So, Leon, what's your uh, recommended game for the week? Uh, my recommended game is going to be Path of Exile. Um, it's coming out with like, Path of Exile 2, which is going to be a concurrent game to the original it's not like a sequel where you're playing in addition to it's just going to be a new way to level up and a new set of skills and a new i think class types but path of exile is that big huge oh you get to build your class dungeon dragon style gameplay where you really get to decide what you want to do which is really nice compared to you're not locked into one archetype of character you want to be a paladin that has shadow bolt sure or do you want to be a wizard that can just run in and tank things? It's all up to you and how you want to play. Yes, there's a meta. Yes, that there's builds that are better than others. But it doesn't mean that you can't. And I think with Path of Exile 2 coming out, the game's just so versatile and the things that you're able to do with it. It's just amazing that they have such deep understanding of what their community wants for their game. Yeah, Path of Exile is great, and I'm really excited to see Path of Exile too, like 100%. Rob, what's your uh, recommended game for the week? Yeah, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. So initially, when we, we talked about this Loop Hero, it's this um, deck-building, roguelite, tower defense indie game on Steam that came out earlier this year. Um, that I said at the top of the show that I love MMOs, but this is every now and then I need like a roguelite offline game that still carries that progression, but you know, by myself, and it's just kind of, and that's what I go to roguelites. And so Loop Hero is great, but I also think it's unique because it it's kind of its own genre. Like it it borrows all these things, but it's super fun. But I'm gonna do like an addendum here because last night I discovered another game. Um, it takes two. I'm I'm playing it with my son, and it is just it's great. It won the Game Awards Game of the Year. I might have heard about it, obviously, earlier in the year. It's on Game Pass. So last night I tried it, and we, we've played a few hours, and it's just it's just great. So I'm, I actually recommend Loop Hero and It Takes Two. 
Would you say It Takes Two is a good game to play cooperatively with somebody, though? You have to. You cannot play it single player. You have to have two people. You can play it online or locally, um, but you cannot play it single player. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to play that. Uh, Britt and I, my fiance, have been wanting to play it, and I definitely need to. I need to give it a shot already. I've heard it's great, so you're just adding to the list of people that say it's great. My recommendation, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit here, and I'm going to do two. Um, I'm not going to do RPGs or MMOs. Or, they might be RPGs, but not MMOs or anything this week or online games. For my games this week, I'm going to go ahead and say that, one, if you haven't checked out the Guardians of the Galaxy game, you really need to. I know it won Bear's Narrative at Game of the Year Awards, uh, but I actually think that it's my personal game of the year from last year. Uh, it was, you know, I know a lot of people were iffy after Avengers came out. Like, oh, great, another, you know, Square Enix Guardians game, you know, a Marvel game, oh no, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's it's great. Like, it's basically a Guardians of the Galaxy movie on steroids that's, you know, 20 hours long. And it's fantastic. There's no bad part to it. The combat doesn't click with everybody. That's like the only complaint I hear is maybe not everyone enjoys the combat. But it's it's really great. Um, I highly recommend it if you haven't played it. And the story alone is, you know, worth checking out. Um, the second one, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Death Door. Um, it's like a top-down action-adventure RPG Metroidvania, like Legend of Zelda-type game. Um, you play as a Reaper, and you are trying to open Death's Door by defeating all these different bosses, and uh, it's super challenging. It's really beautiful, and it's also a really interesting game just in general. Right now, I think it's on sale for like 15 bucks. I think normally it's only 20 bucks, so it's not a huge investment. It's only like a six to eight hour game, but it's it's great. It's definitely like one of my top games of this last year. Yeah, I've heard it recently. I don't know why. I've heard a ton of good stuff about Death Store, so I should check that out too. It, yeah, it's it's great. Awesome. It's, it's on all the consoles now, so you can kind of get it anywhere. Um, and it's yeah, I wasn't super hyped about it when it came out, but <clears throat> everyone was like, "You got to play it. You got to play it." And finally, I picked it up, and I'm like. Wow, it's it's great. Like it's it's definitely not that long, but you're only paying fifteen bucks, so you're not expecting you know a forty hour game. But I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Any other recommendations when we move forward, or are we all uh, we all good on recommendations there? I think we're good for now. Uh, I, I only only one I have is get Game Pass because you can try yeah. a lot of games for free, or not for free, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'll back that up. Yeah, for a very cheap price. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I got three. I just got three months again for a dollar because I don't always sub to it. I usually do it like once or twice a year. That's kind of the three months for a dollar. Like that's a steal. Why would you not do that? You're literally stealing games from Microsoft. Like, go ahead. And you can literally so, uh, play like like some of these games we're mentioning. You know, on, yeah. on Game Pass. It's, it's so like, yeah. you can play the Halo Infinite campaign. You can play It Takes Two. You can take this other game I've been playing called Anvil. You can play all these different games for literally. One to ten dollars a month. That's really pretty cheap. So, and on Game Pass, it's not just old games. There's a lot of new games, brand new games that just come out on it, which is amazing. Yeah, day and date, hundred percent. Also, no, we're not sponsored. (laughs) 
Uh, so next, we, we mentioned it a little bit ago, but let's uh, let's dive in and talk about World of Warcraft a little bit, because I know, I think we all probably have varying opinions on it, though we probably share some similar opinions. Um, do you guys think that WoW is worth playing right now? Don't consider it worth playing in its current iteration. And I do mean retail. We'll talk about classic and yeah. TBC and stuff in a bit. Um, I just think that they added all the changes they added that people were complaining about in the very beginning, and... They said that they weren't going to do it. They weren't going to do it, and then they just backed out and did it anyhow because the player base wasn't happy. And I don't. I think that if you're going to say that you're not going to do something, just don't do it. I understand if it has to be done, but there's end game rating is done with in WoW. They just it's just logging in to do dailies unless you haven't completed content yet. It and it doesn't look to be anything on the horizon of new content to be doing. Yeah. I think personally, I, I agree. This, it's not worth playing for me. I do think Shadowlands is in its best state it's ever been right now. If if, you're, if there's a player out there interested in WoW and hasn't played Shadowlands yet, it's probably worth playing for them. They like 100%. WoW because they have fixed a lot of the problems that Shadowlands had at launch. Um, yeah, but I agree. I agree with Leon. Like for me personally, there's, there's nothing to do. The formula is getting really old. The stuff they've they've showed for the next content doesn't look like it's going to be much different. I'm holding out hope that maybe the next expansion will show some significant change. Yeah. Um, and they also have, you know, they have their the drama hanging over them. And I'm not sure how much that's affecting like the individual developers work, right? So that worries me as well going forward. Like is the quality of the product gonna be what we expect from WoW. Well, let's talk about that before we move on to talk about classic and TVC and stuff. What when you talk about you hope the next expansion shows some kind of like promise or change, what do you want there to change? What 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 would make you come back to WoW right now? Like what what do you want to change? Do you want to go back to the way it was? Do you want to do something totally different? Like what what do you want? Wow, that's a great that's a really that's a hard question to answer because I think it's multi faceted right like i yeah i don't want it to go back to what it was i think old wow is also not that great of a game i think it was good for its time wow classic burning crusade even i don't think they are good modern games but i think a return to some of those design philosophies is what i want to see i want to see more permanence in wow we were we just talked about final fantasy and how everything matters mm -hmm. wow is the exact opposite the only thing that matters is the current content yep. um, and i want to see the old world matter again i want I, th that used to be one of the main characters of WoW was Azeroth, right? Like the world. And it's not that anymore. So that's what I would like. To, I would like to see a return to Azeroth, a return to just... I don't, I'm not even talking about story. I don't really care that much about... I like the WoW story. I play WoW for the gameplay. Yeah. I want to see a return to the world mattering and... um the end game not being temporary because right now it feels like a seasonal looter shooter to me. And if you miss this patch, then you missed out on whatever that what is was the term borrowed power. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, it's all yeah that term, but like yeah, everything's temporary, and I, I want things to be more permanent. Gear even seems temporary. Oh, they're giving you legendary items, but as soon as this expansion's done, 
that legendary item is useless almost. Well, I mean, it kind of has to be, right? Like, you kind of have to have a power yeah. increase in a way, so I get that. But there, if if I spent hundreds of hours getting this bow to drop from Sylvanas in this, done, in this raid, why can't you give me a quest or... I don't care if it's a 100-hour quest chain to go power this bow well, up. I mean, I can tell you why. That's because it's, it's everything's balanced around how it is right now. Well, so yeah, they, they have to focus on, hey, we have all this. It's a lot to probably focus on, I'd imagine. Yeah, but I get why they nice. do it. It'd just be nice to, because that'd be part of that old world that Rob said. That, hey, let's bring this old content or this old world part stuff. Yeah, back. I get that. You know, there's the crafting profession archaeology, which kind of was big when it came out. And then I, I don't see even a point or anybody really even trying to do it besides just kind of min-maxing achievements and mm -hmm. trying to get everything that way. It's It just seems like a lot of their stuff is not worth doing anymore in the game. There's certain crafting professions that there's almost no point to play them. Besides the newest expansion, you have to have this crafting profession to get this gear. But, like, you don't need all the crafting professions anymore. Yeah. It just seems out of touch with itself. <clears throat> I agree. Also, but, yeah. I mean, one more small point I just thought about while Liam was talking was, I hope that they, I want them to, like, really hone in on what they do well. And stop trying to do extra things because like they they did the best rating in the genre is still in wow yeah. mythic plus is still the best implementation of like end game dungeons i think i agree and their pvp is really good you would think that would be enough to make a good game but they mess it up with all the daily and the systems and the borrowed power it makes all of that so hard to balance that it gets frustrating if they would just like simplify focus on those things they could they could get back to where they were I think borrowed power is a big part of the problem, honestly. Like, you get these really new cool abilities, like the Covenant abilities and all that. You know, one's for your class, one's for just the Covenant as a whole, and you get these new cool things. Like, the, the Covenant abilities, like, not being super, like, impactful, maybe being a smaller thing. Like, that's fine if you get rid of those. But, like, the new class ability is such a big deal, and then, like, all of a sudden it's out of your rotation, so every expansion you're kind of, like, reloading your character. Not that mm -hmm. that's impossible to do, but it's not also the easiest for everybody, you know? Yeah, and then their <clears throat> characters aren't balanced to begin with. You know, you have cycles of characters being powerful and not powerful. And, it, it, and when you can't play the same character, like Final Fantasy, you have one character. It does everything. Wow, if your character's not strong, you have to go play what's strong, or a lot of people won't want to raid with you. Or if you're not playing a certain class for Mythic Plus, you can't do it. It's frowned upon to even go into those dungeons with a low-ranking character. Ever since I started pushing Mythic Plus, like, high and, you know, went back to, like, slightly, you know, higher tier rating, I actually changed my class just about every expansion. Mm -hmm. Or every uh, patch, I'm sorry. You know, I don't, I don't aim for the, the top of the top, mind you, but I still swap my class every single time. If you're not a top 10 character or class, you... <laughs> high-end rating and high-end Mythic Plus, people yeah. don't want you. And with the state of, like, Mythic Plus, if you're trying to pug or do pickup groups with everybody, they don't... If you're not a top-10 DPS character, they don't want to bring you because they don't think that you're going to bring the right DPS to, that they need. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't even know if I aim for a top-10, but, like, I aim for something that's not in the bottom tier. For some reason, my, my classes always end up being, like, lower than I'd like them to be, so I always end up swapping, which... It's fun because I get to, you know, learn a new class every tier and 
become really good at it. Like that's fun. But but like I fell in love with my shaman at the start of Shadowlands and my Shadow Priest as well. And then like my warrior in 9.1. And if I went back to WoW, I wouldn't play those characters anymore. I mean maybe my warrior, but I fell in love with those classes and like now I can't. I feel like when I go back, if I if I go back nine two or whatever, I'll probably swap classes again. That kind of sucks. But like I'm also I'm kind of into that, but it still kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you didn't have to level a whole new character to play that class. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I get what you're saying. That, well, the, I mean, that borrowed power also. Yeah. Not only does it make it frustrating to, you know, like you're saying, having to switch classes potentially because of the shifts in the meta, because of those systems, those they also just break the game. A lot of the performance yeah. issues in the game are because of so many different things happening all at once. So many different procs, dice rolls, quote unquote, in the background that are happening every second in that game. Um, yeah, it's just too much, you know. There's a trinket, and there's a set bonus, and there's a gem, and there's a new power from the covenants, and there's a legendary option. And there's going to be a second legendary thing, and all those things are happening all the time for every character, and it literally breaks the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Leon said. I think it's a little, you know, too little, too late. I think it's they are doing the things they're doing just to try to make the people that are still there happy. Which I mean, that's obviously their goal: keep the players that you got happy. I think but, new players will still like WoW. I think it's a fun game to play through the end, the end game content. But I think the people who've been playing it, who left WoW, there's no reason for them to even come back to the game. Yeah, that's true. I feel the same mm-hmm. way. So, uh, what do you guys feel about the whole classic seasons? They're starting to do that. Now that we're kind of past Shadowlands, what do you guys think about the classic seasons? Like, season of Master right now? Man, I think if you asked me that a few months ago, I would have a different answer. I think initially I really liked the idea. I thought it was, like, um, kind of genius. And it's something I think I heard rumored early in original classic was some kind of fresh start ish thing like what they're doing but now for me personally i don't i just don't see it, it still takes a lot of time and i don't there's too many other good games to spend that much time in a 12 year old version or whatever 15 year old version of wow even with good changes yeah i think if they added something else to season of mastery and that kind of goes back to the one character to play them all like if your achievements were tied to your retail WoW game, you know, hey, I got this achievement for doing Season of Classic and I have, you know, world first Season of Classic. That'd be cool to have on your characters. I think it needs that big time. Some kind of link to your retail account. Earn a mount in Burning Crusade Classic, you have it in retail. That kind of thing would be awesome. Yeah, like even transmogs. Yeah. I would love to play... The classic and get all the transmogs for my retail wow. Something to link them together. And if I had to pay yeah. for it, you know, a lot of people say, hey, I know I had a friend playing wow in the beginning. His name was Dave, and he would literally go back and do all the raids for transmogs. But if you could do that in classic, it'd be fun. You could play the content the way it was meant to be played and still hunt for your transmogs. Yeah, Dave did transmog runs every week. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, I, I, I'm i different. I think the first, you know, obviously I knew the first season wasn't going to be perfect. It was kind of a test run more than anything. 
while I'm interested in playing it, or was, maybe I still am, I don't know. Um, I do think it's genius in a degree, because, like, there are people who just love old WoW. Like, I prefer to play old WoW than new WoW, 100%. Like, I just do. I Even though new WoW has so many quality of life changes, and it's so great, man does classic and, you know, TBC and kind of that first, <clears throat> excuse me, classic era. Like, I just feel like it's such a better game. It's more cohesive, makes more sense. It's just more enjoyable to play for me. It's more so, challenging. Well, that too. You know, yeah, I know all the content. It's not that hard. It's still harder than Shadowlands is ever going to be, though. So, I'm maybe not, not sure mechanics. It's more challenging. You don't think so? No. It's look at, I mean, what part of the, like, if you look at Molten Core and then you look at Sire Oh, 100%. Campus, I don't mean Which that. is more challenging. <laughs> oh, 100%. I don't, that's, that's why I said, like, not rate mechanics. Like, I, mean, I think the game like, overall is harder. Mobs hit harder. Mobs have more health. You don't. You do less damage. Things are stronger than you most of the game. You know. So the outdoor, okay, outdoor content. Yeah, I can, I can like in the game in itself. You know, to get one crafted item, you have to do this and do this and go hunt for this. And it's not just all everything in like Shadowlands seems to be given to you just by playing it in class. Yeah. You had to go. You know, you couldn't even get to max level without grinding the last three levels. You could almost do every quest in the game and still have to go grind. But is that is that harder or just inconvenient? It depends on what you're looking for the in the game. I think it's inconvenient, but I, I also think it's harder. That. Yeah, that's a different that's a different discussion if you enjoy it or not. I just mean I, yeah. I don't think it's really yeah. more difficult. It just takes longer, you know. But anyway, it's probably sorry. true. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, you're good. I I I think I agree, but. But it, it's just, I guess it's just a different style of playing then. It's just something, maybe I'm just so old school, like Final Fantasy XI, where getting one level in a day was a big accomplishment, as opposed right. to, let, like a big let, feat. Let, let me blitz this expansion today and be done with it by the end of the day, 24 hours later. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the difference between, like, we started playing, you know, TBC Classic when it hit, and, like, the one thing I felt was, like, everything matters, you know? Because I didn't play a lot of classic, I just didn't have the time to play classic when it came out, and I, you know, played it for a little bit, dropped off, didn't have the time. So I played TBC for the first, you know, month, and like I was having a blast. Everything felt like it mattered. I liked yeah. TBC as a whole. So like, you know, like I said, I I enjoy those versions of WoW because I just I have an attachment to them. I enjoy them more than one. I think a lot of people do, you know. Um, but yeah. clearly, the game is better now. But I enjoy those versions more. I had the same feeling when I played TBC. There were little things I noticed, like you said, like everything mattering. I I, I loved not knowing without add-ons, I guess, what the eye level was on my mm -hmm. gear because yeah. like it didn't matter. It was just if the gear helped me improve. Yep, exactly. Not that it's a higher item level because now we just replace the highest item level, but the stats might not really be better, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I think, the the I think a lot of games are doing that now. Just eye level, eye level. No, how about we go yeah. back? Let the players decide if that gear is better or not, because that makes the game more challenging. It stops building a lot of, oh, it's just put the highest eye level piece on and run with it. And maybe it's, you know, the fact that I played WoW for 20 years now, because I've been playing Friendly Family Alpha, and I'm, you know, 29, and I was playing when I was nine. But maybe it's just that. But if I look at a piece of gear, in two seconds, I know if it's better for me or not. I'll tell you if it's better for you than you or not. You know, whether it's eye level or not. I'm like, oh yeah, those stats are better for you. If that's not good for you, don't equip that. Like, I, that's pretty easy for me. I prefer that over, oh my god, it's an eye level increase. Better right. equip it. 
Well, the Even game encourages the item because they gate everything by your item level. Yep. Which, yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Would have you? Are you guys familiar with old school RuneScape? Yeah. And, and the way they do updates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would they, they let the community basically vote and choose? Would you like to see WoW Classic go that direction? Like, I think you, that'd be a pretty good direction for WoW Classic to go. You know, hey, yeah. should, we, should we update this? next season or which pick one thing to update in a season and oh we want to change our skill trees and play wild classic with different skill trees even different abilities they can add into there you know maybe that's a little bit too much work for the developers but i would love to play wild classic with say shadowlands abilities i think that'd be cool or you know hunter used to run off of mana mana and classic and now it's on focus hey what would it be like to play classic with hunters having focus I yeah. mean, a lot of work. Hey, now it'd be miserable, but <laughs> I'm sure it would be. But you know, it's interesting. Well, there's also a lot of unique ideas happening in private servers. If Blizzard would go look at private servers and say, "Hey, how about a season of classless WoW? Would you play it? Like, really, just throw open the lid and just try crazy things? I'd be all in. Because then it's like the gameplay I love, you know, with you- a different spin on it, you know." You could mix a warrior with a warlock or a warrior with a healer and create a paladin or some other random thing that you could be thinking about. Uh, Chris said it, I think, or Mudslide said it the other day of, hey, let's run a shadow priest with a warlock and have all the dots. Right. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that idea. I still do. Like, I mean, it'd literally just be a pure dot class. That'd be great. I just yeah. think that there's so much that they can do with it, even if it's a lot of work, that private servers are amazing to go look at, and they should be welcoming these private servers to be open so it gives them ideas to change their game. I mean, Classic exists, not 100%, but partially because of a private server that got shut down. Yeah. Classic exists 100% because they people were opening private servers in well, Classic. Yes, but... They were working on it, I guess, the past couple like a year or two before, and then like that's what they, they said at least. One of the certain one of the you know servers went down. And they ended up taking that team on to help them. Like that's pretty that's pretty amazing, you know. So yeah. The, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is like, I guess the overall TBC Classic health. Um, personally, I see a lot of complaints and a lot of reactions from players because like I I know I'm in friend and friends with a good chunk of like high-end arena players and uh maybe not all the you know super you know entertainers you guys all know on twitch but i know a lot of high-end arena players and they all kind of complain about the same things with tbc with arena and we need this item or this item or otherwise you know if you don't it's you know just so too sweaty or it's too sweaty because you need these or it's you know these weren't in the original game why are they here this is irritating why do i need these i hear i hear the same complaints and you know, TVC is like uh, arena is a big part of it, and to mm-hmm. kind of kill off a big part of the game because it's so miserable. Like that's and Blizzard's not listening; they're not doing anything about it, from what I can tell. I didn't know there was items, high end items in Burning Crusade that weren't in the original game. That's my understanding. People were saying on Twitter just the other day, and I don't remember who we did it. One of my friends was tweeting that, "Why do I need this item? Why do I need this item? This, you know, this either we didn't need this in TVC or it didn't exist or something like that. I don't remember exactly his exact wording, but he was yeah. complaining about 
oh, I need to get this item or this item. Otherwise, I can't do arena on this character because it's literally pointless. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the, oh, if you don't have the best gear, then doing anything in the game is pointless. Especially when it comes to PvP. Your gear matters so much, as and skill matters very little. If you just out-gear the other person, you generally win. I don't know if I agree with that so much in TVC and, like, old, older WoW. But, uh, even now, I don't think I really agree with that. Like, yeah, you can definitely out-gear people to a degree, but I I think that, I mean, because, like, you know, you used to get resilience and stuff, but skill matters a, a whole ton. Now more so, because, like, if you're good at your class, you're just better than most people, even with, like, blue gear and, like, Shadowlands PvP. But, um, I don't know, I, like... What? The... The vibe I get, I'm not, I don't, I'm not really in the Burning Crusade classic scene, but I also see it just kind of negative from what I do see. It's a negative yeah. tendency, you know. I think it seems like people think Burning Crusade class is kind of an afterthought at this point. I think they've had some late updates and kind of sloppy releases. Um, don't quote yeah. me on that, I could be a little bit wrong, but that's just, that's just the vibe I get that it's not that healthy. Not as healthy as I think we probably expected when it launched only six months ago you know and it was it was um, pop and it was like the new hype you know everyone was into it and yeah i think they i just think they screwed up somewhere along the way yeah there's like no news articles on it nobody's really talking about it just kind of we all know it exists but is it really there you I know is I, it this may be controversial you know jay allen breck he's a he's a he's a piece right yeah but he made a comment years ago that you think you want it, but you don't. Yeah. You think that's kind of becoming true for a certain player? There's obviously people who want it, and that's why it exists, and there are people playing it. But that like record breaking on Twitch when WoW Classic launched, population's not there. Um, I think, I think he meant that towards Classic, and towards Classic, I completely disagree. I think people wanted Classic more than anything. Um. TBC people definitely wanted less. People were still like, oh, well, that's, you know, the obvious step forward, you know. So I think there was less excitement about that, especially with how they handled it by, you know, selling a boost essentially and paying to like copy your character, not just not you can move it or, you know, for free or you can keep it there for free, but copy it. It costs 15 bucks here or whatever. Something like that, I think, really hurt TBC. Because, like, it definitely had, like, a negative annotation there, and a lot of people just weren't going to play. And I knew hardcore, like, classic era for me is WoW, BC, and, you know, Vanilla, BC, and Lich King. That's, like, classic era for me. Sure. Because WoW is in three eras for me. And mm-hmm. uh, I know hardcore players from classic era that, like, were always hoping there'd be a classic, you know, Blizz like server that was run by Blizzard, not. Have to hop, 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 to hop, 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 private server, private server. Hope to hope to hope that you know this one wasn't gonna you know die or you know the server wasn't gonna close or whatever. And they just would hop around. That's all they played was classic WoW because that's what they enjoyed. They wanted to raid, they wanted to PvP, whatever. And they'd be on a server for six months. It would close down. People can believe like the next new server that promised better things, you know, whatever. Isn't that kind of happening with WoW Classic right now? There's a lot of dead servers. I think Burning Crusade's launch had something to do with that, with the weird transferring of characters and cloning yeah. of characters and stuff. But it seems like there's a yeah. lot of dead 
did WoW Classic servers. It, it almost seems like the Classic server is trying to split its player base between Classic and TBC. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, if you have 100% of people in one server and then you're trying to split it into two, it's not as fun. It takes longer to get queues or get groups for people. Well, I also think that when Season of Mastery hit, a lot of, like, the Classic Era players that were playing TBC went to play Season of Mastery because there's nothing happening in TBC right now. Yeah. No new patch. They're going to play that until the TBC patch. They'll play the new TBC patch and they'll come, then they'll come back to Season of Mastery. It'll probably be a back and forth thing. And, like, I think that kind of works for, like, the people that play those because there's enough time between each thing where you could probably play one and then play the other. And I think that's kind of what Blizzard wants is for you to kind of like, if you're a classic era player, you play classic era, you know, you play vanilla, you play TVC, you hop between those. I think Mm -hmm. if they had a more rigid outline of this is what's going to happen on this day, you know, you could almost do it start season of classic this day. And then, you know, every two months and then you can go into tbc and then from tbc to even lich king and then that season of mastery is done and then you start over and it starts over the whole new process maybe a year every other year every year you know yeah you i mean have a whole layout hey i could play this game for a year in this season yeah the, the change the current, and I can do all over again current classic season is going for a year it's only a year it's, it's the outline of how long it'll take um there's no do you think every three months or so and like mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing though is are they going to stick to that is it going to fall through yeah. because everything going on that's the question like that's what's going to be like the real thing because like i was telling rob when class when season of mastery came out was like that's a really interesting idea where like that game is like a game you play for that year and you're basically committing to that year in a sense you don't have to obviously you can drop off at any time but the idea is you're committing to that year whether you play super hardcore or not the idea is you hop in, do the content. Maybe you take a break for a little bit of the next content match, but like you're playing that game for the year because you're go- you're going through the season. So like they yeah. could do some really interesting seasons in the future where like there's a year of gaming right there. That's pretty you know that's pretty decent. But like you know. depends on how they handle it. That's what I want to see is do they not follow through or do they follow through? I I think they will. I I think that they can't screw up season mastery right now. But they totally could still. So yeah, I think you know you, you have a year of oh these three expansions are coming out in the year, you know if you have a set timeline you know you could have very quick and you know people have a reason to keep logging in every day. Oh this patch you know this content piece drops in two weeks. I have two weeks to get ready for this raid, and then the new ex- like then they can go to Burning Crusade. And two weeks after that the patch drops, and you know if they do it and lay it out in a year and. You know, these games all took, what, two to three years each? Yeah. If you condense them all down to three to four months, you know, that's constant content keep coming out for these games. You could really play it in three to four months and get to end game. And, you know, I think the shorter duration is a lot better than, oh, I'm just going to play one classic for the year. People know how to beat everything. Well, yeah, but I think three to four months is a little too fast. I think the season well, has to last maybe six months. No, I think I think a year is pretty good for a season because you forget how much time some of this stuff takes. Maybe. So I think yeah, the only thing they time. accelerated was leveling. Everything else is kind of same okay. pace, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah a year makes sense because then you have a pack every like three months. That's not bad, especially because it doesn't mean so you have you don't have to play it super hardcore. There's enough, you know, a time gap there where if you want to take a break, you can. If you don't want to vlog in every single day, you don't have to. Yeah. So, like, that's the idea, you know. They don't want to feel like you have to, you, they're not trying to hold you prisoner, for, you know, it doesn't seem like, so. 
And then, you know, there's the rumored TBC classic, which, or not TBC, I'm sorry, Wrath of Lich King classic. Would you guys play that? I mean, I probably <laughs> would at least to start when it came out. Wrath of Lich King was, in my life at least, the peak of wow. It was what I logged in to play every day when it came out. I, I started and at the end of Vanilla, played TBC. It was great. But Lich King is where I met a lot of friends, had a lot of fun. You know, Cataclysm was okay. The next expansion after that was okay. But Lich King is where I think I had the most fun in WoW. And I know a lot of other people share that feeling. Hey, this was when we had fun. This is when WoW was at its peak. It'd be fun to kind of bring back, like, you know, say you brought back some old friends, I brought some old friends we all raided together. It'd be really fun. Yeah, I think I'd about the same as what Leon said. I think I would try it and see. I I also agree that's maybe the most fun I had in a while. I, I don't know. I think maybe I actually enjoyed Burning Crusade more. But very close. Very similar. Yeah. Um, it's also before things really changed for a while. Like you yeah. said, kind of the end of the classic era. Um, but, you know, the same thing I said at the beginning of this conversation, I think still applies. Like, there's too many other new games for me to really want to put a lot of time into a classic game. And that, whether it's WoW or other remakes and stuff that come out, you know, I just, I'm in a mode right now I want to play the, the stuff I haven't played, not re, not relive stuff I have. Um, but that being said, the WoW draw will definitely, I will definitely play Wrath Classic when it launches, right? I'm not yeah. going to deny that. No, we holds me. I don't know if it will. I mean, yeah, we we could all level and read and then take a break, you know. Even if we even get that far, but I think all of us will get it, play it, maybe for a week. Maybe oh, I, I I will play for a while. I can tell. I can tell you that I'm reading it. I'm like, you wow. don't know because you don't know what the servers are going to be like. Or oh, it, I, I I know. <laughs> you think you know? You you hope you True. pray. Oh yeah, I, play, I think it'll, I think it'll be a blast. Yeah. I agree. I think it'll be a blast, but if nobody's playing, then, you know, if you that's only, take, if you take the same classic player base that's there now and split it again, you don't have a good player base. You have to bring in new people. I think Wrath would be the one to do that, but I guess we'll, we'll see, you know, because I guess you have a point, like if the server's dead, there's no reason I'm not going to play there. You're right. If it takes six hours to get one raid group together, I'm mm -hmm. doing it. Yep. Although, so, you know, uh, I think that to consider there with with classic wow no changes with burning crusade some changes i yeah, not what's gonna happen wrath classic is what we think wrath classic is going to be that's true they could start it with dungeon finder they could start it with the raid I'm finder which i think i'm okay with some of that stuff of i would yeah. be too but i think that kills it for a lot of players and so true. Have, yeah how many people come back you know it's just like we just don't know yeah true I mean, Lich King had Dungeon Finder in the beginning. It didn't have Raid Finder, though. Yeah. Mm. Is that true? Raid Finder came in Dragon Soul at the end, and Raid Finder yes. came in the game before the Dungeon Finder did, right? Or no, Dungeon Finder, Finder came first. Oh, Dun did it? Okay. Dungeon Finder came out at the end of TBC, at the beginning of... Uh, no, it did not come out at the end of TBC. It came out in Wrath. It was, it was server like, only. That's, maybe that's Yeah, yeah it's server only. You don't get, like, outside of your server... It just simplified the process of finding a group. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, 
Dungeon Finder hit in 3.3. 3. Oh, so 3. it didn't launch. So it hit no. late. That's what I'm saying. At the near the end of Wrath, yeah. Yes. So it came, yeah, into Wrath with Dungeon Finder. And that was just Dungeon. So Raid Fi- Raid came in Kata. Raid Finder came in Kata. And a Kata. No, Raid, Raid no, and a Cataclysm. Dragon. Dragon Soul. That's Cataclysm. That's the is last that Kata Raid. Oh, that is Cataclysm. You're right. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> <Unlike> Dragon Soul. <laughs> I mean, at least you had the right like, Raid. Yeah. Yeah, you're the right raid. Yeah, through that. So, uh, yeah. I, is there anything else within the world of WoW or Blizzard you guys want to discuss before we move forward? No, I just think Blizzard gets all this flack because of all the news going around with its press release. Most of it is probably warranted, but everybody has to remember that ninety percent of these other companies are probably the same way. So, I mean, literally, Riot just had a, a thing this week. They're just not getting it the same way blizzard it's yeah it's not yeah. the same press releases that's, and that's true i i just hope people understand is the community as a whole for game development does need to change in that yes blizzard shouldn't be getting all only one getting flack for what's happening at least it's getting handled now with blizzard sure i think i think they deserve everything they've gotten but every yes. other company should be getting the same level yeah, with what happened with Riot, things like that. Yeah. Like everyone should be jumping on all these companies to be like, hey, you know, but I also don't think boycotting the company is like the exact personally, the exact option. I think you need to petition for changes, not just for the company to die, essentially. I think that's a personal choice also. Of right? course. Yeah. The, the that type of news may hit someone different and they may yeah, be very serious about not wanting to support it. And you're right though, like Developer X has nothing to do with that. He's just trying to, you know, exactly. make a game, or she's just trying to you know, further her career. Um, yeah, and they deserve to have success, right? Yeah, they deserve their chance. the The people that are causing the problems are what need to change, not developer X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I guess that's my point. My point is like, for for those of you that are still playing WoW, this is my personal opinion. You know, you, none of you have to share the same stance as I do. But if you're still playing WoW and people are giving you a hard time about it, don't worry about it. If you really want to play WoW, play WoW. I think more good from WoW comes from than there is bad. And if WoW makes you happy and you have your friends and family there, go for it. I don't think it was a big deal. The developers who did nothing wrong and are trying to feed their family by making a video game they love, they still deserve your support. So, yeah, 100%. That's, I'll leave it at that. But and So... I think- uh, yeah, I was like, I'm just a tech on. I think a petition for change is what's more needed than boycotting and hating on everybody. I mean, if it hurts you to play it, then don't play it. But petition for the change. Find a way to help make change. Yep. And there's also that uh, a better ABK Twitch uh, or uh, Twitter channel or Twitter page you can follow. That's definitely a good source of info and support. So. Uh, past that, we should talk about New World, if you guys are down. Um, I know they just recently yes, did their mergers. I, I know you and I definitely okay. love New World a lot. I think Leon does too. I want but, to uh, love New World. Well, I I do love it. And I don't know how I really feel about the mergers. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about them. but I don't think they solved the problem. I know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think. I agree. That, yeah, I think the problem with New World is that there's depends on what server you're on depends on what version of the game you're playing really right yeah 
Yeah. And these mergers they just did still left a lot of pretty empty servers. Um, unfortunately, they're not growing. They're still just slowly shrinking, it seems like. Yeah. So technically it's better, but I don't think it's enough to make you know keep players from leaving again because the server we merged into is at the same place our old server was a month ago yeah it doesn't really you know like it's changed much yeah like our, for the record our server has like what 800 900 players at like peak hours i think and that's like, what, yeah about and that's we were there a couple weeks after launch or no about three four weeks after launch yeah about a month after launch we were there and the game felt fine but you could definitely tell it was quieter because we we uh we made a company, three of us and some other friends and family um, made a company on day one, and we were at one point in time the biggest company on the server, like the most active too for a little bit of time, and that was kind of wild because you know we weren't taking territory at the time, we weren't warring at the time, but somehow we were like the most active, most popular, you know the syndicate company but also biggest company on the entire server and that's when i was like oh we're we're in for a problem if we're the biggest company yeah when you when players like me who weren't in it for the pvp but in it for the crafting and the whole other side of the game that they had can't use the auction house half the time and can't make money off the auction house and it doesn't feel that the auction house is even needed anymore and when you have a server of 400 people when it's supposed to be 2000 you don't feel like you're you can accomplish anything yeah i think i think the issue was <clears throat> they got panicked when queues have queues happened and yes queues were big on our server at the most they were a thousand two thousand they weren't insane but, but that I, was I, I, because but, of the only two thousand people on a server that thousand person queue was like five hours yeah. Um, so that's massive. But that was because of the auto, the non-auto like AFK detection where like people were getting around the AFK right. detection thing. So once they got rid of that, like once they solved that issue, pat queues went down drastically on most servers. Unless mm -hmm. you were like Valhalla or you know, Olympus or whatever. Um, so as soon as they fixed that, queues went down on most servers to where they were 10, 20 minutes and it wasn't a big deal, you know. So they panicked that first week or two. They solved the issue a little too slow. They should have solved that issue right away. They should have seen it right away. And um, not that, you know, I, I'm speaking as an armchair developer here, you know, but, uh, you push know, there's the, no way they should the solve button. Yeah, push, push the solve button, it. please. Come on, Amazon, you know. So, yeah, that's, you know, my whole opinion is I think they could have gotten on that a little quicker. And maybe they shouldn't have panicked and make a ton of new servers. Like, I get it. They had a million players basically at one point because they basically said they sold a million copies. but you know, the game's lost 90% of its player base. Not that that's a bad thing, like myself and Rob have discussed personally. It's a niche game. It's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. Not, not in a long shot. It's a very unique game. It has, it, it, it's, you're not all going to enjoy it. No, you know, it's for a certain kind of player, but it's also something I think a lot of players could enjoy. But, you know, I, people also are giving it another chance. Another chance. Yeah, I think the 90% thing is only bad because of the optics and what it does yes. for the news stories. Correct. I think it's the same problem that No Man's Sky had at launch, where 
they just have to get past a bad press. And then people, the right people, will see that there still is a game there that's worth playing. And the bad press will go away. And then you'll have your neat niche kind of community. And maybe then they can grow. Unfortunately, they are still in the bad press stage, right? Most yeah. people are still talking about New World in a negative light because of those kind of numbers and all the other issues they've had. It's only been three months since it launched. Yeah, in exactly. So. December 28th, yeah. Yeah, I think if they fix the server problem and help make servers bigger, not necessarily bigger, but more populated, I think it'll help the game as a whole. I think we need good. I think as soon as they figure out how to keep players on one server or maybe five servers, you know, whatever they need to have their player base on servers, the game will be fine. But if you log into a server that has 40 people, it's not a fun game. Yeah, I think we need another round of burgers, realistically. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, uh, there's good stuff coming. I mean, if you're interested in the game, they just had a lengthy kind of roadmap yep. video update. What? Not even what? Two weeks ago? Not two even weeks two weeks ago. ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, it's on their YouTube channel. Yeah, it's worth the watch. They have big plans for the game. The game is still healthy. The game was in is still in top ten on Steam every day. Yeah, um, yeah. And that says a lot for a, a brand new game that you know from developers who have never released an MMO before. So. Yeah, you can't look at the name Amazon and be like, oh my god, it's a huge company. AGS essentially has released a couple mobile games. This is their like first real MMO or first real game that's launched besides like, a couple mobile games, like I said. And like, their first AAA title at that. Uh, I don't know if I was like, call, call it AAA title. It's, it's an indie game. Mm. That's an indie MMO by all accounts. Money-wise, maybe not, but yeah, game-wise, developer-wise, 100%. Well, the AAA is only about the money that they spent on it. I don't consider it that, but I, I guess you're you're, you're point. But you can't look at the name Amazon and be like, oh, they, it should be perfect. No, yeah, AGS is a new studio with people that maybe have proven themselves. Maybe the other studios they have, but maybe it's their, new, their first time with leadership. Whether you got to give them, got to give them a chance. People are saying the game's dead. No, it's three months into release. The game can't be dead when it's still being played by a hundred thousand people a day. Like the game's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the game, the game mechanics and systems are all great. The only thing problem with the game is the the player base on said server that you're on. If you're on one of the top tier servers and there's a fifteen hundred people on your server almost all the time, the game is amazing. It's yeah. a totally different game. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. They, yeah, if they could just <clears throat> figure out some mergers or offer paid transfers so people could kind of go wherever they want to go, that way some servers kind of sit at the top, you know, and some sit at the bottom. People could, you know, go to those servers where they're quieter or go to the more populated servers. People kind of go where they wanted to go. I think that would help a lot too, but they also definitely need to do another round of mergers. And that could be coming. You know, it, it, mergers just happened. Gotta give them some time. So there's they're seeing what happened. But boy, do I wish that. They do another round of mergers and or offer paid transfers. You know, mm-hmm. most of us have our free transfers, though. At least I know we do, but not everybody does. You know, no, a lot of people got screwed. They used it and they ended up on a dead server. Yep. Because the mergers stuff. came way too late and now they stopped playing, right? Because yeah. <laughs> there's no reason to play. You and know, yeah. Leveling in that game takes a long time. It's not just, it's like RuneScape right. leveling. 
for those of the matter. It, it takes a while. It's not just, hi, we're max level. It, you can do it really fast. I I realized after you know hitting. Cap. Yeah, but but you know I didn't do it that way. I had fun with it. I I quested on everything. It was a blast. I know, but like for RuneScape to max all your crafting and to do everything oh, yeah. and to have a perfect character, that takes hundreds of hours to do. And do you really want to go to a new server and do that all again? No. No, I don't want to make a new character. I want to, I want to transfer mine that I put two hundred mm-hmm. almost three hundred hours into. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the player base is. Is I'm on a dead server. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I don't want to play on a dead server. Yeah, you either offer pay transfers, and I mean like cheap, ten dollars, not twenty five, not, not thirty. Well, five. they could do. I think ten's fair. I think personally. five is more than fair right now until the game is in a healthy state. Probably fair, but you know, I think ten's reasonable. Um, or you offer another free round of transfers, like you know, hey, you don't have a transfer, here you go, or you know, you already have one. Here's two, so you can move wherever you want to move. You know, like give people the option to move again. Don't leave them stranded because I know people are quitting because there's nothing, no one to play with. Like this is a game that demands players. So it's almost like they should just keep free transfers in the game to from underpopulated. If you're in an underpopulated server, whatever they decide is underpopulated, you get a free transfer to a, a better populated server. Maybe not the top two, but Hey, you can go to these servers. I think any, they should have free transfers for that. That'd be cool. You know, and then if a server dies and it's zero population, you can, they can just get rid of it. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that in time, they'll close some servers and do some, do some more mergers. I think that's going to happen. Got to give them time. It's only been three months. If the game had launched where it is now, I think it'd be a whole different story. But they had to launch it when they launched it. And, you know, they're paying the price. But I think the game still is a success. I think it's still a great game. I think ironically, a lot of the problems it has is just because we as M- MMO players want a new game. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I had a million people on launch. Those yeah. those people were never going to play this game long term. Not a lot no. of them because it's not what they were looking for. They just want to play a new MMO. You know. Yeah, it's going to happen with anything. You know, Tom, Dick, and Harry could launch a new MMO tomorrow, and they could pull a million players. It was like free or you know cheap or whatever. Lost Ark is gonna just just blow up Twitch for a few months, I think. When it probably, I think the, the months from February, March, and April, all these MMOs getting new stuff and new ones being released, people are gonna go crazy and they're gonna game hop from game to game to game to game all day, every day. And honestly, it, it bringing it back to New World, they're gonna forget about New World, and then you're gonna come out of it and be like, oh wait. New World's actually kind of like a good game right now, right? Like, it's going to just kind of settle, I think. Yeah, yeah. it, it can definitely grow a little bit. I yeah. think after the summer next year, summer 2022, I think, you know, you'll get to August, September, October. I think New World will have a another coming. I think we'll be having a different conversation about New World next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we can all say we want it to succeed, right? We do. Oh, for sure. It, it was, we need it. I was looking yeah. forward to New World because... It's what I want in the game. It's the crafting. It's the it's the game that you can play just being a crafter. There's only, yeah. I think, one other game that you can really just be a crafter. And in that game, you kind of still need to do the, the leveling prospect. You need to level your damage dealing aspects, too. Yeah. In New World, you really didn't. You could just go craft. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's time we start wrapping it up here. We've been been uh, doing this for almost an hour and a half. 
So uh, I would like you guys to go around and give me your top five uh, MMO slash just online games in general this past year. Rob, let's start with you. Oh, boy. Um, uh, this is such a hard list for me. It, uh, Leon, Leon knows we were chatting about this just this week, and I think I changed my list two or three times just in like five-minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. So right now, tonight, <laughs> my list in no particular order is Final Fantasy XIV, um, Destiny 2, Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars 2, and Albion, which um, we didn't talk about, and I didn't, I didn't mention. I actually have played that a little bit also in the last couple of weeks. Um, those are the five games I have the most fun in when I launch them right now. Um, but, but again, that list will probably change. So. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, what about you? What are your top five? Well, last My night, top last five year. is going to be Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I'm going to have to say probably League, because it's still up there. Um, Albion, like Rob. Um, Warframe is up there for me. It's just it's such a different game. And I'm going to say I have to say uh, Elder Scrolls Online. It's been around for a while. It's still going good. It's just, it's a unique game on itself. I think the uniqueness of all these games is what's keeping them up there instead of trying to be like WoW or trying to be like something else. Well, then I'll give my personal top five. And it's in no particular order, but I'll say Destiny 2. I'll say Star Wars, Old Republic, Elder Scrolls, <sighs> New World, because I, I enjoyed it. I. Love that game, and I had I I mean I put three hundred hours in it three months. I love that game so much. Actually, two months. So, I yeah I hope that game succeeds. Even though I'm taking a break from it for now, I still think that's top five for me. And as much as I want to play Final Fantasy, I can't. I think Warframe, maybe even Elder Scrolls, kind of tied there. So, I think those are my top five like MMOs. And then you know, honorary shout out to League because I still play a lot of League. But other than sounds that, like, sounds like but, we need to play some Warframe. <laughs> we definitely should. That's, that's what I'm hearing here. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think. Good. I said Warframe just came out with a new patch. It's going good, and I know it has a huge community behind it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously the point of these shows is to talk about more MMOs, and we've got a lot more we need to cover. This week, we're going to hop into some Elder Scrolls because we're all kind of getting back into it. And maybe even pop into some Warframe. So next week you'll get to hear us blab about other scrolls for 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> so other than that, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, we will be, we're going to start posting these shows every Monday. So you can come back every Monday and listen to our, our podcast here on, you know, Anchor, Spotify, uh, uh, what Apple Podcasts, you know, anywhere with podcasts, basically. You can, you find your podcast, you can listen to us. We are the Recall Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Recall underscore podcast, on Instagram at Recall Podcast, and subscribe to us on YouTube where we're going to start putting our podcast up in the coming weeks at Recall Podcast. Just remember, at the end of the week, all you need to do is recall. <laughs> <laughs>